You're listening to Bella Figura, the tradition of living beautifully. I'm your host, Dolores Alfieri Taranto. In this show, we explore Bella Figura, the art of beautifying all facets of your life, with a focus on heritage as a means to do so. In each episode, I talk to designers, writers, fashion bloggers, healers, and others from various ethnic backgrounds about what I call the holy, the elemental, and the majesty, their culture's spiritual style, its principal values, and their lineage and family stories, all in a straight talk manner with minimal woo-woo. Join me in spiritual conversations for the rest of us. Your heritage is your superpower. Learn how to wield it. Hello there. Welcome back to Bella Figura. I hope you've been doing well. You can possibly hear my son <laughs> in the background. He is getting very vocal these days and there's there's no way to say, shh, mommy's recording. Please keep it down. So we are in the middle of quarantine right now and you know, everyone's home and it's a tight fit. So hopefully you find it charming, (laughs) his cute little voice. So of course, a reminder that this episode was recorded before the coronavirus outbreak that has basically changed our lives. But again, I'm, I'm sure you'll find that the things that we talk about are as pertinent now as ever, if not more so. So before we begin and introduce my guests, I would file this episode under the holy, the holy being our culture's spiritual style, the practices of our ancestors, and just in general, the practices of earlier generations of the people who came before us. My guest today is Jill Willard. Jill is the acclaimed author of Intuitive Being, and she's been working with children and families for over 25 years. She's well-trained in multiple healing, wellness, and listening modalities. Her wisdom and expertise focuses mainly on the connection between the brain, our body, and our choices. Through Jill's books and programs, she shares simple tools for shifting old patterning behaviors and how they affect our current life experience, often without our knowing. The empowerment of Jill's message and her teachings have created a large global following. Jill's work really touches on so many things that I'm drawn to, and I'm guessing if you're listening that you're drawn to them as well. Things like intuition and how to cultivate our intuition and let it guide us and really be a guiding force in our lives. Ancestors, the presence of those who've who've passed, clairvoyance, and so on. She has a radiating warmth, which... I think you'll pick up on, even if you can't see her the way, you know, I was able to see her, you'll just feel it in her demeanor and the way she speaks. I've been following her and her work for some time now. So it's really special to be able to have an in-depth conversation with her. So let's jump into it. Jill, welcome to Bella Figura. Hello. Jill, I started to tell you off mic. (laughs) (laughs) how excited I am to have you on the show. And then I said, you know what, actually, let me start recording so that everyone listening can hear why I'm so excited. I came across you and your work several years ago. And I just immediately kind of felt, you know, sometimes you just feel an immediate attraction to someone and their work. Um, You know, you've never met them. And but it's it just feels that way. And I, I heard a podcast that you were on. And 
I was really attracted to the way you speak about the things you're speaking about. You're very, you're speaking about what people would call, you know, woo woo things, but you don't use that language for the most part. And I think, you know, that's a big part of kind of why I wanted to do this show. I like to joke that it's mystical conversations for the rest of us. (laughs) And so I felt that kind of immediately. And I've just been following you and your book and all that. So this is a huge moment for me to have you on. And I'm so grateful. Thank you. I'm grateful to be here. It's a pleasure. Took the long way around to say it, but you know, that's how (laughs) I am. (laughs) We love that. So I just want to let people know that you are out at an event. So if they hear a little background noise, it's just because you're out. So to begin, can you please just start by telling us about your, your heritage and the people that you come from? Absolutely. So my heritage is very European. I'm half Italian which really is where I think I got a lot of this intuition and Mm. psychic ability. My grandmother had it and has it. (laughs) And um, it's funny. Look, well, you can see this on the audio. Look at the wind pickup. She's always come in as a breeze in the wind. Look what my hair is doing. Wow. Wow. Sorry. No, everyone can't see that. I see it, but you're right. Right When you said that. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Look at this. So funny. So, and that hasn't happened the whole time. We've already Mm -hmm. joyously conversed. But anyway, that's my heritage on that side. And then my dad, actually, his side is very Quaker which is why some people think I talk this way in very simple, hopefully Mm. kind, open terms. And then lastly, I'll just say, and some might know this and you might, I was conceived in Thailand. Um, My mom snuck over. She was a nurse during the war, the Vietnam War in the 70s. And I was conceived there. And in Thailand, psychic monks are very common. So some believe that's also why. And then my Aquarian chart when, when I was born, which I think I have no say in any of it, just to preface this, but a lot of luck and just kind of synchronicity. The way things lined up. Well said. So I have definitely heard you speak about your your Italian side of the family, being Italian American myself. Anytime somebody mentions being Italian, (laughs) my my ears immediately perk up. I'm like, okay. So I would love to hear you just talk a little bit about that just to kind of get the ball rolling. Yes. A big part of this show is is what has what do our cultures teach us? And so much of that is ancestral, right? These things that our ancestors used to do innately. It was just, we have to teach ourselves, but they knew it. So, so well said. Right. Thank you. So talk a little bit about your grandmother being an intuitive. I, I've heard you yeah. say that before, that you feel like it's yep. in your heritage. I've also heard you say that you used to have silent conversations with your grandfather. Oh, yeah. I mean, yep. please talk a little bit about that. Well, you'll love that because, well, for, I want to preface here that I believe we all have this whole brain that we don't know how to use in our newer culture of America. We're a newer culture. We're not very old. You know, we were settled by a lot of people that were European or outside the U.S. and from other cultures as well. So I think a lot of the connection has been lost to our ancestry, which is now our DNA. And that's kind of the third or half of the picture I believe. So my grandparents were born and raised or came over from Italy when they were young. And then they grew up in San Francisco, raised my mom in San Francisco. And they were very Italian and very Catholic. And what I really noticed and what came to be in my experience with them is that they they really believed in connection and love and the food and cooking and good ingredients. And even if you didn't have a lot of money or you did, they had quality over quantity. Right. And I was just sharing to two of our children that my grandfather had a coat closet by the front door of a very modest home, even though they had a lot of money by the end of their life. And he would have a wad of bills and he would 
give the, the paper person, usually paper boy, extra money, a lot of big tips. And, you know, they just saw people and saw equality. And I really noticed that. And this was at a time and I knew inherently when it wasn't cool to be Italian, you know, it was without oh, yeah. papers. A lot of people don't know that the largest massacre in the U.S., I believe, happened to Italians. I know it it wasn't as repetitive as some other cultures like African-American and whatnot, which I don't even like to preface it that way. But, you know, Italians came from that connection and really trusting more than just the five senses and bringing in that kind of nth factor, which I call the front of the brain or we can call the third eye or in front of our executive thinking. And I think that happens by love and a lot of olive oil and good salt, <laughs> right? And gathering around a long table or a short table. And so we did that growing up. We lived within an hour of my grandparents. So I saw them a lot. I grew up in Fair Oaks, which some know, by the American River, but outside of Sac by about 20 or 30 miles. And they were just everything to I. I look like them. I'm built like my grandfather. But I guess we have the same intellect, which you know, I say you don't have... I think everyone can be a form of smart or wise. You can be book smart, you can be street smart, but everyone has this whole brain. And he really taught me to be humble and notice the nuances of things quietly. And then we started having conversations, which I feel like I have now with dear friends and children and loved ones, just that part of almost a spiritual Skype or, a, you know, that kind of higher sensory that we all can access from birth, but truly integrate by the time we're in our teens so anyway, because I understood that connection, when I started hearing my intuition or psychic ability at a young age, I thought it was God or thought it was love, thought it had to do with my heredity. So it just kind of brought it all together in a safe, trusted way. Mm -hmm. And then it all just increased. And then that led to me having these silent conversations with my grandfather where we just know, like any two people that really loved each other would, or even two trees that don't know not to touch, but to shape or kind of uh, work together with one another in air and energy. It's the same thing. It's kind of the roots and wings, and then sunlight, letting it all kind of occur. And some people now call that mind, body, spirit. So it's kind of all the same, same. Now, did you talk to them about, about your intuition, about your gifts, or was it just kind of this sense that you knew? New. I mean, they would, the thing about my grandparents is they would trust me. I think at times when my parents didn't, my dad is an engineer and he was a pilot in the air force in my early years. And he was just more black and white about things and more Scorpio. And my mom didn't really believe me a lot of times. And it would happen each time. You know, if I said it's going to rain on Tuesday or the math problem is this answer, even when I was right, it was a lucky guess. So they saved me in that quiet knowing like, oh, yeah, this is normal. Right. You know, my right. grandmother just had her friends come over and she was known in the town and in different areas for this. It wasn't a big deal. And once again, as the females, you know, we couldn't really step out as, as being, I think, as magnificent or connective as we are in equality, not better, just equanimity. But they gave me that equanimity of you are shining just as you are. And then they both died within much of each other. They were so in love. And I was, it's ironically or probably not ironic or coincidental. I turned 25 and that's when my intuition skyrocketed, but that's when the adult mind takes its whole place. So that's honestly kind of grew even more than it already was when they passed. So I don't know if that was paralleled or not. But they always supported me. They give me a wink or a smile when I knew things or when I create these wonderful things or do a re report well or just kick a ball well. They just kind of supported it. They knew it was that kind of zone or end factor of what we 
call intuition in ways. I love how you describe it as they, they would have kind of said, this is nothing new, right? This is something yes. we've done all along. I love that. And <laughs> yes. I, I think that might be why I'm so attracted to the the idea of, you know, mystical conversations for the rest of us, which is, it's not a big deal, guys. It's just this thing that people have done forever that we do now. And it doesn't have to have all these, you know, kind of difficult, these words that have all these attachments that maybe somebody like me doesn't feel so comfortable with. It's a, it's just it's just a human practice and and it's not anything new. So I was lucky enough to grow up with I'm I'm first generation so my parents came here after they got married. So that that mysticism, that power, that belief in dreams and communicating with the dead and that they were always with us and the saints and all of that was so alive in my house. So I'm very fortunate to have had that. But I completely understand that the, you know, this image of a young Jill Willard with her Italian grandparents, <laughs> yep. you know, feeling like whatever you were developing was was not freakish. You know, it was very natural. No, it really was. My grandfather went to mass every morning at 7 a.m. And my grandmother kind of turned away. She, you know, she kind of saw the writing on the wall. So they gave me both that sides of tradition and daily stability and ritual. And also don't take it at at the word, you know, I knew what a lot of the priests were doing and whatnot from such a young age that I, they gave me the opportunity to shy away from walking into the lion's den. So it was both that helped me become more fearless and then grow that part of the brain or intuition or getting that, turning the lights on like a muscle and we all have it. So turning those lights on, maybe you and I will help others be what our parents and grandparents mm, exactly. were Exactly. I love yeah. that. So this is very, let's just dive in and go for it very deep. Why not? I mean, I was going to get to this a little bit later, but it's a good dovetail. You mentioned Catholicism. I know that you don't, correct me if I'm wrong, you don't consider yourself a Catholic anymore, <laughs> et cetera. But I do wonder if there's any room in practicing our intuition and even mediumship. Is there any room for something like yes. Catholicism? anymore. Yes. If you want to talk okay. a little bit, I mean, I have my own thoughts, but I'd rather hear yours. <laughs> well, I'd love to hear yours too, but I'll just say two things that come to mind because they've come up today and last night, and I'm sure it was for this interesting, wonderful conversation. One, the sacraments that are in Catholicism are just like the seven or eight main energy centers that, you know, I write about an intuitive being. You could literally replace them with baptism for first communion, confirmation, marriage, you know, all the way through, or you can use the year and use Lenten and it's fascinating. And, and last rites, I am part Catholic. I say I'm all now. <laughs> so I am Catholic and I was a Sunday school teacher for many years. Oh, really? Yes. Oh yeah. At our Catholic church in our oh, wonderful town in Manhattan beach. And, um, I went to the priest when this became so more public and I was doing a lot of readings in town. I'd get one of three answers, either love it's in the Bible Two, it's so not in the Bible, or three, indifferent, or didn't know, or didn't care. So I went straight to the Monsignor, even though I knew a lot of priests abused young kids, especially boys. I had had a tough time with that, so I never went to uh, confirmation or, or um, confession or any of that because I knew it was dangerous. And um, anyway, point is, I went to him, this Monsignor, Monsignor Barry in Manhattan Beach, California, and I said, I have this. I was at a, a women's retreat, literally at the Catholic Church called Cornerstone. This is in 2011, and I was now out a good couple of years doing this. And I looked at him. I said, I think this is of light. It helps a lot of people. So I don't believe it's of the devil. He's like, no, it's real. He's like, my mother had it. <laughs> he wasn't ah. very happy, I think. Aww. He was Irish. 
Mm. And he said, his next sentence was, you know, we can teach you how to use it in a Catholic manner. And that's when I said, I feel I am. I am. Right. You know, I'm so thank you. So I do believe that all religions have this in their scripture, in their wording. I think a lot of humans are scared of it. It's not that they don't believe in it. It's that they're scared of it. This is such a whole of like, holy Jesus talked a lot about what you and I are talking about right now. Mary, Buddha, any religion has this intertwined. So I think they actually go hand in hand. Absolutely. And I just want to clarify quickly as an aside that when you say you knew priests were abusing little boys, et cetera, I just want our listeners to know you knew because you saw it. It was before it it had become something that the rest of us knew. Jill just... That's her. That's one of your gifts that you just were. You knew, and you could look at priests. Part of the psychic. It's part of what you have, right? When you look at a person, sometimes it'll show it. It looks like a movie around them, or almost like when you're remembering Mm. something. Oh wow! You just they turn and you you see it. And I'd done it long enough, and then I cried because here's the other thing: those who are quote spiritual know this some form of this is real, and they also know when you know. So then it became like a horror movie sometimes where the men would know I knew and we're having almost that same conversation and I was smiling in my dress I'd be at a funeral I'd be at a mass and I wasn't being controversial I wasn't yelling it but then I didn't know what to do with it as a kind human especially by my mid-20s then I was a little mad (laughs) because I wanted to (laughs) I wanted to help those kids because it was in real time he was doing it in that time and a few of them did get caught years later and as I had said decades back, it happened exactly as they got caught. So. I would say that, you know, for me personally, it's, it is it is not easy to look away from the church's sins, and they are grievous, and there are many. For me, I do consider myself a Catholic. I, I kind of like to joke and say, I'm not the Pope's favorite Catholic. <laughs> I, hope my, I hope my my Irish uh, mother-in-law isn't listening, but <laughs> you know, we just, I just had a son four months ago. We baptized him. Yeah, I think it was a beautiful, very traditional. We did the old Latin mass, the old Latin rite, and it was perfect. It was, it was so beautiful and it, you know, it was important uh-huh. to me, but I don't know if you have any experience with this. Um, For my family growing up Southern Italian, the church is important. Catholicism is important, but it's different than the way like the Irish Americans or perhaps, or even Americans look at, right. The priest is really not, does not need to be a middleman. Nope. And confession is like, yeah, okay. But I don't really know many people growing up who went to confession and certainly everybody I know speak directly to God. And yes. And I think this comes from perhaps a, a tradition where it's interesting. Like, they knew what the priests were even then. They did. Does that Am make I, sense? Yeah. System, yes. It's just like politics or healthcare. They're in an internal system where, it, yeah, it was hard to break clear. And once you're in it or you were in it and they were doing similar things or knew of it and turned another way. So it was, a, it's this very intricate. Yeah, yes. System. Well, and also yeah. hard to revere a man who you exactly. know is such a man. With, with yes. right, all the flaws and all the shortcomings. And I've never minded that. I just say, then don't be a teacher or 
preacher be around children. Yeah. Well, absolutely. 100%. Yes. Yeah. But I, I, I just, I'd like to hear that you, you still can kind of find a connection, you know, maybe if, if it's not in your everyday, but I do. And so it's nice to hear that, that yes. you do as well. And I will say this too. Our, our third child is Jude Giuseppe. We call him Juju. Oh. And was, yes. And I was about four months pregnant with him and, or three months pregnant. And I said, Giuseppe keeps coming in. Let's put that in his name. And my husband, Marky loved it. Thank goodness. And then about a month later, I was up at my mom's house. She still lives in Northern California. And she said, I found your grandfather's old birth certificate. I really think you'd want to see it, should see it or have it. And I open it up and his name was Joseph Charles. Uh, but when he came to the U.S., it was Giuseppe Carlo. Uh, and we didn't know. It was when I was pregnant. So also, I just want to say the psychic or intuition is ingrained in this connection to that Catholic and that Italian as well. Amazing. So and you listen to it. They're not yes, exclusionary. Exactly. That's, exactly. A, that's a great way to put it. So you've, you've already touched on this, but if we could get a little, cause we kind of just dove right in, but to back up a little, please, if we could say, just let everybody know what exactly is intuition and what does an intuitive do? Okay. I love. So I, <laughs> this is for anyone to, I want first off to say with language, you take this how you wish. Mm. I don't think there's a fact in all this. You know, we're just labeling energy in all of our languages. But what I'll say for intuition is it's the front part of your brain in front of your executive thinking. And it really is like if you're a beacon or a lighthouse, it's where the light can come through. So some say a window. I think it's the communication with environment of the higher mind. So it really grows when you're in your later 30s and 40s. I really do believe that. But I'll say to be an intuitive, you know, I was known as a psychic for many years. And I always said I'd rather be called an intuitive, which is a noun, verb and adjective, which is so funny. <laughs> yep. And and but just that everyone is this. I want to take the stigma off the psychic ability. But being intuitive also means which many get this, I think, erroneous energetically and even sometimes in language. Your gut is instinctual, which we teach as third energy center or self-actualization or power, like near your stomach, third energy center, third chakra. But intuition is that wiser part of the mind or the brain, and it's connecting the two. So we call it the sixth energy center or the purple. It's the wise mind, and it's growing all your life. But I think it comes into its full maturity and kind of when in your later 30s, early 40s. And it's just, I think, something that people don't realize is a connection to being intuitive is an internal and external process. And then you bring that information in and then you can mull it over in the other parts of your brain and then you tell your body or your mind what to do. So we say being intuitive is really having that high, clear sensory. And then from there, you can be psychic. You can be clairaudient, which means clear, or clear hearing. You can be clairvoyant and you can be clear seeing, you can be clear sentient, clear sensing. So I think being intuitive is having clarity and a clear mind. I really think that's all it is. So you clearly have developed your your intuitive abilities to a degree that most of us haven't, but you don't necessarily believe you have something special or do you? No, yeah. no. I, <laughs> I thought no. you might and say that. It's in, <laughs> it's in DNA, right? If someone was a good writer, usually a grandparent, a great grandparent is, you know, it's just, I just have a muscle that's a little more open or understood. Yes, no. But I do believe like anything, just like if you're good at dribbling a basketball, what you understand well, you can teach and share mm. to get others to be able to open up their their talent or trait more. And it's also something if you practice, it gets stronger. Just the, Very the much so. Very much so. And the clarity is key. And then we teach midbrain work, which is the witnessing, the limbic system, which more of you who follow what we're doing will see 
we now have an EQ program to help with the witness or what's called the amygdala and the limbic that connects the middle part. That's the bridge to then tell the base of your brain or tell your body what to do. So we cover all the bases. So not only do you understand intuition, but understand how to keep it balanced and turn it into form in your life. So also you don't know it's not fear because fear and emotion is not up here in the brain. And so many people try to teach not just intuitive, but how to trust your gut. I believe just erroneously because it's new to our culture. We've kind of buried it in our culture. Native Americans had this all over the place on our land in America. But, you know, a lot of our communities have let this go. And it's very important to know that you need to connect back in to understanding it's real and whole. And there's no fear in that. And your, your nerves don't go. Even when I saw that, I, in the moment, stayed clear. I cried more, but I didn't start yelling, screaming, giving them dirty looks. Because I've learned when we see things intuitively, we need to process it. And yes, that emotion will come after or the upsetness will come after. And then, so we have to be clear about what to do about what we see. So there's like two, there's just one to three parts of this, which gets easier once you start practicing. It sounds more complicated. Right. Well, you're trying to, uh, excuse me, saying like not reacting to what you see. Not reacting, responding, well said. Mm -hmm. And and then also not let it get in your nervous system because a lot of psychics and intuitives and mediums get very unhealthy, very pale, obese, die early, they need drugs, which I understand. Yeah, I'm sure. It's not funny, all the things we see, but you want to be proactive, what to do with what you see, the compassion. Or what we talk about that's so in the traits of Italian and in any form of spiritual or, or religion, if you get get down to the bare bones or the truth or of the matter, how do we stay of joy, of compassion, of reconciliation, of forgiveness? That's a key middle space between intuition and this instinct or fear. Well, I would have to imagine that it's very draining or it can be if you're not taking care of yourself. Just just somebody like me who's I kind of think I'm into I mean, I know I'm intuitive. I know I have good intuition. I don't think I'm I know I'm not at your level, but I do listen to my intuition and I do have feelings. And that sometimes is just draining. I mean, just being around if I'm around people too much. I love being around people, but if I'm around them too much. I need to like go away like a cat and have to like, go, like, <laughs> like lick my paws and be just left alone because I have to recharge. Really great point you're making. We often say there's 24 hours a day in a day. Once you get real integrated, it's eight hours of doing, eight hours of being and eight hours of rest every day. I love that. I, 24 hours, I need yeah. to work on the balance between <laughs> doing and being and I have a hunch I'm not the only person. Well said. (laughs) That's why I came forward to help just with that aspect. That's great. Well, why do you think, Jill, that so many of us today are disconnected from our intuition? Oh, that is a brilliant question. I, I think there are just a couple factors. One, we've been taught to fear it. And I feel the Bible and a lot of old writings have been rewritten by man. And we've turned into patriarchal times where we've even made God a human, often a man. And so we've taken away the connection to environment and something bigger and karma and really understanding how to work with energy that becomes so magical. I think it's a gift and a trade that got lost. Women who were wise about it became known as witches, were killed. It's just been killed off or let go of. And I think it's such an important part of our humanness by pure nature. You can take off the labels and what religion has taught you out of fear I think people fear it because we fear the truth and the truth is so wonderful and powerful, but we're very deceptive humans right now, which we're seeing in every system. 
we joke we're stuck in the second chakra, which is age 7 to 14. So we're kind of in that me versus you or other or they. And that's all fear-based for power, which is third chakra. And healthy power has nothing to do with that. It's more about work. So, you know, a lot of what's up here, it's known as a feminine chakra. It's two or more. And if you think third eye, it's up here. And some people say we can't see it. And I think true intuitives and psychics were right, and then they'd get blamed. Mm. So I've been really careful. If I know someone is going to have even a miscarriage or whatnot, it will always show something good, either to prevent it or to warn I to be by the phone. And I've learned not to gossip about it, but to make sure I always say, what's the light in this? What's the help in this? And I think that's something that a lot of humans don't do for one another. You know, it's more about money or power, more material things that are in denser form. So we've lost this this wonderfulness of true connection, which I think is why mental disease is also increasing. Because if you're using your whole brain and this eye and you learn how to kind of turn it on and off, you're just in wholeness and it's wonderful to age because you're using every part of you. And I think people fear aging and it's lastly an internal thing, this intuition, and we're really caught up on external. So okay. that's kind of it. Two I, in a I made like way. 20 notes while you were talking. <laughs> okay, okay. We can talk about any of it. <laughs> so are you familiar with Joseph Campbell, the works of Joseph Campbell? Very. Okay. I studied at freshman year of college for a long time. I assumed yeah. as much, but didn't, didn't want to assume out loud. So he, which you're probably familiar with, but he has this so much of his work where he talks about our disconnection from myth and ritual and these these more mystical spiritual elements in our society are the reason that there is so much violence and that so many young people especially they don't they feel so disconnected they don't know who they are because we used to have these rituals and these rites as a way of grounding us from one phase to the next and we've kind of lost them and you just mentioned mental illness so it made me think of that Yes, well said, you know, and and Joseph Campbell believes a lot in the hero's journey. I am a big advocate. It's not that I'm a feminist, but I am a big advocate that the male brain understands what it understands so well, but the female brain is actually different. We've proven this in science and we've wiped out the whole feminine take on this. I don't think a female would write it as the hero's journey. We're not about being a hero. That makes sense. So I think he's correct, but I also think all of our systems And all of our writings mostly have come through males and the male brain. And so it's a little lopsided because our quest isn't that external, if that makes sense. Yes, Jill, but I've never thought of that in in terms of Campbell's work. Yes, and even because that's why I stopped studying him sophomore year at college out of love. (laughs) This is where yes. that, you know, I was that child when I was little who knew in the history books, that didn't really happen in U.S. history when I was six. But oh, I didn't wow. tell the teacher. But in high school and honors history, I did. And he's like, how do you understand this? I'm like, I don't know. It just goes in this way. Anyway, yeah. It's just I, I true. Have it. You're right. You're, you're right. And I've really not thought of that as much as I've studied the hero's journey. That's not really ever like gone off in my mind. You know, one another thing I feel like I've learned so much from my personal heritage is this idea that men's brains and women's brains are different. And, they are. Right? And in many ways, their re- quote-unquote responsibilities are different. Yes. And that that's okay. And in it's my, wonderful. It's wonderful. And that <laughs> is really, I feel like, what needs to be rebalanced. I, that's it. I might get crucified for saying this, but I think that... <laughs> 
I, I, I fear. Wow. That means a lot coming from you. Yes. I fear that there's almost going to be a, a, like a, an imbalance in the opposite direction. And as the mother of a new son, I worry about him. You know, we, we talk about, right. We talk about men now as if they weren't once our sons that we breastfed and held. I mean, not, not every man is evil or vicious or violent. And I feel like the one, the one thing my culture, for instance, ha- can teach is that both the male and the female roles are highly respected and revered. That's it. That's it. And it's a and beautiful two thing. More. Two or more. Yeah. So mom and dad, you were, we were all made by two. Even if we have same gender parents, we were made by two or more. I understand so that. Mm-hmm. How do you bring that back? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> so I You're do. So white. <laughs> oh <Italian>. gosh. <laughs> Italian power, as we say. Yes. Italian power. <laughs> so what can it feel like to be disconnected from your intuition? Like, are there any, you know, physical, visceral things that we yes. can tell our listeners to look for? Yes. Look for your nervous system. Look for bad, worrisome dreams. Mm. Um, not being able to sleep. Your scent, if your scent doesn't smell good, oh, no judgment, just if you're on high alert, you're in your fight or flight, you're in the other part of your brain. If you're having neuroses, you could actually be highly psychic, but not grounded. If you're attracting adversarial relationships, you're not in your intuition. This is the highest part of the brain. This is the all light. I believe this is the true connection with God or nature or all it is or source. And we don't control that. Once we stay open, it comes in, but it will feel peaceful and like a warm bath. It will feel like sunlight. So notice patterning is one of the key things that we teach. Like notice, do you have friends around you that were like an old trauma? Or, you know, if you have an unhealthy relationship with a family member or a friend, have you cleared that and and taken care of yourself? You know, it's a funny irony, like you said earlier about our sons, where we teach you can have it all and it's all about yourself or we teach that's full of ego and be selfless sometimes with male or female. And it's really, I believe the combination of both. And we teach that lower energy centers are earthly, the red, orange, yellow, or your ego. You need a healthy ego to balance your body. So don't forget the grounding and the really organic, clear food. Even if you can't afford it, go to the farmer's market and get two vegetables and throw some good olive oil. I know that's so Italian. Throw some good clear <laughs> butter or coconut oil if you that. like it, you know, and start there. Get nature and organicness in your body and in your gut, literally, because the gut, if you put earth in your gut, you will clear all those signs. Your nervous system loves it. Less sugar. I'm Italian. I have half and half in my coffee and I like wine. I like an occasional <laughs> whiskey. So I, right, I'm not a vegan and, and it's okay if you are, but also notice, are you doing it for control? That is not intuitive. So I would just say those couple things, noticing how your nervous system is key right now, and then get more minerals in your body or in your bath or whatever you need more good organic salts. And then also just kind of notice what you're attracting in relationship wise is their patterning. And you're the one that can clear that because you're the magnet or you're the centerpiece and without judgment and a lot of forgiveness and letting go. We're super codependent, which is a second chakra break, very orange. And we need to get out of that into independence and then interdependence or marriage, you know, up here. So I'm just throwing in some ways for people are like, oh, shoot, I'm that way. I wanted to give some remedies. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> some no, perfect. Yeah. And that's that's kind of the eight hours of not doing right. That's when we kind that's of so well said <laughs> or it's the backbone of all of it, because if you do, then when you be your it's really 
when you get through understanding doing, being, and resting, you're going to do all three in the moment. Mm. But that's that's more Einsteiny physics. But we're in a quantum time, and, and intuition is very quantum because it's up here. And I don't want anyone to lose us right now. But <laughs> just know when you're doing, you're actually restful because you're doing something you love. And if you don't love it, it's time to shift that. But you can do it slow if you're being. But intuition will be behind all three, if that makes sense. They kind of merge together once you get up. It does. It's kind of like clearing. You have to clear all of that noisy stuff away, That that which would be like your nervous system being haywire and all of those things that we where we feel imbalanced so that when you're doing when you're doing period or when you're resting period right it's all in that same level and of that's intuition. what you are right yes not Whaley easy to well maintain <laughs> thank you but a goal well, for sure yes and remember rest or meditation or prayer or happy thoughts or joyous or breathing clears that limbic system it puts your midbrain in a what's called alpha or awake state and I've talked to a lot of, or I'm not going to say a lot, but some llamas and many meditators and many people in tech and many people in creativity and many athletes. And they all know, I understand this. When your midbrain is awake and clear, it's not so bouncy. The amygdala is kind of the rat wheel in the middle. You do everything in a centered way. And it feels phenomenal. And for males and females, it affects your sexual drive, your hormones and pheromones. It affects your hair, your skin, your eyes, aging all of it. We call it spiritual Botox. Some people know that, but it's just also <laughs> I like that. For everyone. I'm in LA right now. So it's apt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes we have to just be brave enough to kind of recast definitions. It's funny, yes. you know, just yesterday or maybe not funny, right? But just yesterday I was feeling extremely overwhelmed. It was one of those days where I literally felt like, like I couldn't breathe. It was just, you know, I have a new baby. I'm a new mom. I'm launching a new show. I have my old, res- like my previous show responsibilities, all these things. And I thought to myself, you know, start to have these doubts about, well, maybe I can't handle it all. Maybe I'm not a good mother. Maybe I should just be focusing on being a mother and not, you know, the creative parts of me. And then I just kind of like eventually I spun out a little bit. I stopped and thought, I'm just going to have to recast the definition of what a what a mother is supposed to be and also how overwhelmed I am supposed to be as a mom. Because well so, said, and just get in your body and have a glass right, of wine, right? <laughs> and and say, you know, come out. We're overtrained in intellect yes, in yes, our generation, absolutely. <laughs> and just kind of remembering that it's not you don't get an award for being the most stressed. Well said, love. That's really big. You're saying that because that's been really big in our. We're a very blessed generation, you and I, and yes, a lot of your all our listeners, mm-hmm. and so we don't really understand. It's kind of a race to nowhere. Keep go- we're creating havoc and stress, and we're not realizing it. Right, and it's okay to say, you know what? Well, I need time to be still, right, and to rest. And I'm not going to apologize for that. Maybe, maybe you want to define me as being weak and not being able to hack it, but this is what I need. And there's no you and there's no they. So right. I really want you to remember that. That's all that's illusionary. Good. Well said. That's, <laughs> that's well, all training. It's all yeah. in my head too, probably. It, well, yeah. that's why I mean about getting back in the body and just hug your baby. You know, we're made so biologically, and you know this is an Italian, but biologically <laughs> wonderful. Right. The baby rests so we can rest. Yeah, maybe a little laundry, but maybe not. 
Right. And let the baby fall on you and watch your favorite shows just on low if they're a little too loud, you yes. know, or they're a little too much Netflix. But I love that. Just forgive and do what you know to do. And and when your mother, as you know, it opens up a new form of mm. intuition, mother's intuition, holy smokes. It's true. So you want to like learn from that. You'll begin to witness yourself, which is once again, the midbrain going on what's going on up there. And when you witness, you'll hear that some call it the subconscious say, go to bed, lay down at two o'clock, kick your feet up, which is actually going to help your circulation and help you in everything you're doing. And you start to learn to bend time, as you know, or things get easier and it just works out. You you know, bending time is such an interesting topic. I have heard you talk about it and I have experienced it myself. So it's really one of those things that you have to viscerally feel. And then once you feel it, you really kind of can't get away from it, which is you realize that that time expands for you. It's very trippy, but well it does. Said. Well, <laughs> some people feel it and some people just try it. It kind of depends mm. on what came first, the okay. chicken or the egg. Yeah. So I bet you and I feel it. We're very female, but some might directly say tomorrow or right this afternoon, I'm going to try to bend time and I'm going to try to get that parking space. And they put a thought out. And that creates it as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, you learn thoughts and feelings are actually quite the same, if that makes sense, but yeah. we label them. Yeah. Great. So can you also just tell us what a reading looks like, whether you're, you know, it's a client or just, I'm assuming, you know, you run into people in public and you read them or you don't, I don't, you don't, this has right? come up a lot yeah. in the past couple of weeks. I mean, okay. I love Teresa Caputo, you know, I, <laughs> I, 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 Italian, yes. I was doing readings for years and people are like, you two are similar. And I finally watched her after like three or four years and I binge watched with, it was wonderful, but on my resting time as we just right. talked about, but yeah, but no children were involved. Actually, we had a four or five year old, our, our middle child is a daughter who loved it. Very Italian. Uh, but acts very Italian. I like right? that. But, <laughs> yes. But the way readings go for I, because, and I believe this is partly Catholic as well, or just mm. in integrity, I do not advertise. I wait for people to reach out. It's word of mouth. It always has been. It took off very fast because I think it is of light. And that was always kind of my direction of God, show me where you need to be or energy, show me where you need to be or light, show me where I or we need to be. I know some of you will hear me say we, because I don't think it's I, mm. I think it's channeling right. through, but it's a we thing or an all thing. Anyway, readings entail the person reaching out, wanting a reading. They're usually an hour long. They're about 55 to 65 minutes. I don't move time. If we go to 70, it's fine, but we're usually pretty on point. We call it like a Seinfeld because your first reading, it'll kind of go past is next to you, presence up here, and then futures moving forward. And it's how they've always gone. And they're wonderful and funny and clear. And it'll kind of show the first thing to get them in to trust me. Like this is even on a phone reading or in person, like, oh, I saw you at a hot dog for lunch or I <laughs> saw you didn't want a hot dog for lunch. Like, it'll be something or and I do mediumship that happened about six months after I came out, scared me to death. Um, but it's been now about 14 years at least. And I think about 13, 14 years anyway. So we do an hour. And if the person has something, they can say like, I want to talk about work because some people don't want me to do an open reading because they're scared of what we yes, show up. Sure. <laughs> right. And, mm -hmm. but I often say, bring a list, but put it in your pocket. And every time all the questions are answered, oh, this, wow. is, this really just is physics that makes sense. Some people bring things and hide them in their bag. That's my favorite. Cause I'm like, what's that? You know, mother Mary card, do it in your bag. They're like, Oh gosh, I got it at church this morning. I knew if you were real, it would be St. Avila. It wasn't even Mary. It'd be, or, you know, it'd be all these different people say Maria of Avila and different right. times. So anyway, Specific, it's not just yeah. Christian or Catholic. It's yeah. all over. I mean, some people will come in and you've heard this example, but I know blueberries is their religion or NASCAR. So all the language is their language, not mine. 
sometimes I do cuss a little because it's their favorite word and it's mm-hmm. coming in their aura. Sometimes it almost feels like another language. It's really profound. And that's how I know it's not I. And then I do an exit meditation when we get off the phone and just kind of let them know and clear and I clear for both of us. And then I'm a vault and I've still never had to sign it. And I think is it an NDA, but no Right, not just closure agreement. Even yeah. with celebrity. I was yeah, going to say, because you read celebrities too. So sometimes, sometimes they would want something like that, of course. I don't really and blame they don't. them. But they trust I know, you. And I've offered. Yeah. I think they just know. I think yeah. when you're in the presence of this lighter energy, people think it's I, and it's not. It's just this energy around or moving through, and they just know. And, and it's usually referrals, of course. And I talk about almost no one that I've read in the media. Some know a couple because they've come forward with it. But yeah, but just it's anyone and you really see every person is the same. We all have one heart and two lungs. And it's really fascinating. You know, people who are sometimes well known or even have a lot of money or currency in our culture have the busiest, toughest auras. So just food for mm. thought there. It's kind of interesting how you just see really each human as a human and whole and we go from there. And then usually people, you know, sometimes they want to come back weekly and they say, no, that's not I. I say seasonally at at best because the readings last. They last for, I say yearly. You should come yearly if you want. I mean, it could be more than yearly, but you don't need it monthly because it's some strong information and it's great. Right. You're you're not like a weekly therapist for people to come to. That's not what you're doing. Yeah. No. And I have a great tribe or crew that are that we refer sometimes because once you uncover when you see trauma in them that they haven't thought about since they were 9, 10, 16, 22, and they know I'm not judging them, then even more comes out. What do we then do with that? That's not where my expertise, I'm there to hug them and support or talk with them through it. But yeah, they, and a lot of times they try to come back because I'm the only one that sees or knows it. So, well, you can feel that listening to you, but also looking at you. I mean, as you speak, you, you can feel that non-judgment. Like I could, I could see you saying things to me that I don't want to hear that I would be like, I would be, I would feel safe with you telling me them. Thank you for saying that. I really Absolutely. have to work on that. You know, passionate Italians. Yes. Be like, what? <laughs> What's going on? You did what? <laughs> so that took time. <laughs> That's great. That's great. One way I can kind of have an inkling of what you must experience is I, I just kind of feel people's, I guess it's energy. And it's just, I can tell that, right, you know, maybe something as simple as this person's clearly off, but they're not in a good mood or something's going yes. on, right? And you just yes. can feel like I just, I, I guess I have like pretty high emotional IQ. Like I can just. You do. You, and you the sixth tell. sense. Mm. You understand. I can tell. Oh, of course, in this conversation, mm. you see, you have great, beautiful IQ and you have what we call the sixth sense where you know it's something. And then you'll kind of go 6.5 or 7 cents where you'll know what it is. Yes. And that's what we talk a lot about in the book. I was go just going to s- see to is. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. I was just going to say. I re- <laughs> <laughs> we rehearsed this. Yeah. I'm just going to say in, in your book, this is something that you talk about, which is six cents, not verses, but six cents and seven cents. Yes. And like the movie has it wrong. According to your, the movie, six, the six cents kind of has it wrong. According to your, your definition. What's because, a movie? Right. <laughs> Well, because, that's a good one, though. <laughs> absolutely, because yeah. the seventh but, sense is really where you see yeah. things more specifically. And yeah. I was, you know, in prepping for this show and to speak with you, I was thinking recently. My husband and I this week we went upstate to look at some houses. We want to buy a nice country home okay. and yeah, and renovate it and all that. So, and we were in a very our last house we saw was a very old house. And we were with the realtor and we went to the second floor and we were all talking and I just turned and looked at a 
there was like a door. It, I guess a cl- it was like a closet. I think you knew. Yeah, I just knew. Now I yeah. can't tell you what I what I knew. I don't. That's I, okay. That's seventh yeah. sense, right? If I had known sense, what I knew. <laughs> Seventh sense, you would know. Right. You so would know when. Six. Sometimes that saves you not to know. I kind of don't like, mind. There was, yeah. There's yeah. a policeman that used to live here, and behind that curtain was this, and that's just right. not good for anyone. You would see in that instance, like something specific. And I just had a feeling, like the house just, I just had a moment where I, the house, I felt its life. You knew. Yeah. Yep. And you felt it in a different part of your brain or sensory. Like if, once you understand where emotion is or where it flows and, you understood. It's like it was rising to tell you yes. if that makes sense or coming in to tell you and the clearer you wish to be, like we talked about the clairs earlier, the you'll be told what it is. But why no sometimes is what I say. It's not always fun. I, I do doesn't, you do it? Yeah. yeah, I don't so romanticize yeah. what well your gift. Said. I don't. Yeah. So so what would I do with that sixth sense? Like what am I supposed to do with that? You follow it just saying yes, no, meaning like this isn't the house first or it, or it is, but I need to sage that room or let's take down okay. that door. And, and you can, mm. this is where you can even ask your intuition, what should we do here in budget? You know, <laughs> and it could be <laughs> pull up the carpets, clear it because it will even tell you there's mold behind that. But sometimes ah. there's mold because of what went on in there as well. So it's wonderful to play with and say, that's why I often say, what should we do here? Or what should I do here? And you just kind of can look up or close your eyes and look down and breathe deeper or whatever works for you to get still. But remember that then your body is going in this beautiful state that then opens that up. It's very scientific and factual or, or think about it for a day. But the quicker, no, I don't want to say quicker, but the, the clearer you become the well machine, it will come more quickly where you'll know. And you're not being flippant. You'll know, okay, I love this house, but we're going to ask them to take that door down because something happened and we, it just, yuck. Mm. Or you'll say, we can handle that with sage and some clean it or whatever. So it's just wonderful. It's being a mama bear. It's being a partner. It's being a kind person of society. It's just clearing old karma and energy of someone else. And I'll say in the mediumship sector, Mm. what I do, that's often why energies come back through to help us or to clear something that they karmically were a part of. So for I, I get hired to go in a lot of these homes because I'll tell them what it was and then they'll go ask the neighbors and it's true or they'll go look it up online or they'll go, you know, to a history almanac or whatever it is and see it's true and stuff that's not online. I do not Google, but even if I did, you wouldn't I, I find could, out. I could see yeah. your self-correction. You're not Googling these things. Ed. No, no. And so you don't want to even like put it out there that people might no. think that. Yes. Yeah, the skepticism. No. Sometimes mm-hmm. after I'll Google because I learned so much in a reading and I go, really? They wrote that song or they did that or whatever it is. You know, yeah. but even like, well, that, wait, did a carpenter really live there? And his wife was named, you know, Mary. It's fascinating. So, so I've never done have fun with them. Yes, I'm sure. So I've never done a reading with you, but the, the things that you say you have seen and the instances you describe like just so are so specific that you are either telling the truth or you're insane well exactly you know that's how I look at it yes you're not insane so I have to believe you that you haven't built a life and a career on just manipulating people's trauma right so yeah it's no it's very easy for me to quote unquote believe I don't know it's just not even a question No, it's fun. And a lot of good comes in every time. And I've learned how much we judge humans and all humans are good in ways and hurt people hurt people. And we label. So someone does hurt someone. That's what they're known as. But they're 50, 60 other things. And if they hurt someone, they've been hurt. So I have a whole different 
take and feeling about past life and karma and who should be jailed, all of it, because we are just quick to get rid of or judge when it's not even near the whole picture. And anyway, now, I believe everyone should be safe, but it's funny, not funny. It's actually sad how much we should be using our intuition more to heal. I agree. Because it I always agree. comes back around. Yeah. Well, and even in that small example of the house, you know, and then you kind of telling me what, what I can, the next steps I can take. And I love how you described it as being a mama bear and a good partner. That just kind of filled me with joy when you said that. Like, you know, this is my responsibility for me and my family. And I love that. I love that. And that that inspires me to want to hone it and make sure I listen to it more. So it's like a superpower I can use to protect me and my family. <laughs> It's so, so well said. It's true. And it helps you with your health and aging and everything. There's no downfall. The only downfall is if you used it unkindly, as mm. you know. So yes, that's of it. course. Yeah. Now you mentioned mediumship. So can you talk a little bit about mediumship as opposed to being an intuitive and then just kind of your work yes. as a medium? I love you're saying this because it was something that I would have circled back to or mm. wanted to earlier, but it didn't fit well. So thank you. I believe this front part of the brain, we can be a lot of different things. Psychic is a part of the intuition and mediumship's a part of it. And I'll say as a medium, you know, that is those who passed away. I don't believe there's a crossing over. I don't believe there's the other side. I think it's all here, <laughs> but that's another story. But when energy comes in, they're not coming to me. They just know like a, a radio antenna, I can hear and hear them and sometimes see them if they come in, into form, if that makes sense. But I can hear, feel, translate their words exact, but I say, you know, when I'm giving a reading or somewhere with dear friends or family or somewhere where there's been death and they say, tell them I love them or tell them thank you. I'm like, no, no, they hear you too. They're here with us. It's not through me. I could, they just know I can hear them. So they rush in a lot. So even people who have passed away in the celebrity world, they will come in often. Sometimes I'll catch it on the news and walk away and then they come in. So I don't know if we're opening it up together or they're they did that or what really all, I don't know so many of the details of how this all works, but I just know they come in and they're so factual and they always bring in a lot of facts that no one could know because they happen weeks later. You cannot Google that. And, and, but they're always coming to say they've dropped their ego. So they love and they want to apologize or they want to support because they can see, feel us they're with us. And anyway, so the mediumship, when it started happening, scared me and it happened with a dear friend's dad and I was driving I think you've heard the story to go get toothpaste to get on the airplane to go give she and many of her friends readings and they were expats they were living around the world between London and Beijing and and other places Tokyo so they understood this was real anyway when the mediumship happened it even scared me because the voice was coming in from the left side of the car and I just looked in the back to make sure the two kids weren't in their car seats and they weren't we had a newborn at the time or a young baby. Right. And so anyway, but I knew he had so much information and so much apology, but he's also telling me facts about my friend that I argued with them. I'm arguing with someone who's passed away. That's not happening. <laughs> and he's telling me it is. It's like, he really was her angel watching her where she was. So once that occurred, that's now a good 10, 11 years ago in that form, I said, game on the mediumship had already occurred, but I didn't really know what, why did I know that? Maybe that's just being intuitive. But they were trying to talk with me. And then Michael Jackson came in when he passed after that. And it just then I started to know, okay, you guys want to converse. I'm here. And that's, like, once again, why I want more mediums to come forward or learn this so we can all start learning this wisdom because they drop the ego. They are not mean on the other side. They don't have ego. They don't have their pains. They don't have their traumas anymore. And back to hurt people, hurt people. If they hurt someone, they will take responsibility for it even when they were hurt by someone. So you really learn a whole new way of healing and also forgiveness and non-blaming when you see this. 
So do you feel anyway. like your style, if I may, of mediumship is is it different than a lot of other people you see? Or? I don't think so. No, okay. What I do think is a lot of mediums don't go all the way, if that makes sense. I think there's a fear, which I get. So they're light, if that makes sense. They'll be like, oh, your parent loves you. Well, I get that as well. But then we get more, you know, more. I, I don't, and I'm not saying more is better, but I just wish more mediums would be more fearless and really step into it. I know that sounds funny or no, ironic. That's, no, but, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And do you, meaning like they hold back information because they don't yeah. want to wound or the person? Yeah, which is okay too. Okay. But yeah, it's just lighter. It's almost diluted. Right, or, right. Um, or they're just not all the way through. I don't know. It's the almost heavy. like having fruit that's organic versus not. Yeah, it's like yeah. where are the nutrients in it? Right, yeah. But, but that's also, it's not been taught here. So I commend anyone in this field. It's not easy. And I've noticed that mediums, I can always tell the ones that didn't want to have it and do. And that's, I think at this phase in the world, I think you can learn it. I do. But in this phase right now, those who have had it all their life are a little more understanding about it. So, you know, I just say go a little farther through, but no, we all do it the exact same. It really almost like being a tax attorney. It's like <laughs> you might have little personalities, but there's kind of a creed. So oh, it's really surgery. funny. I love yeah. that description. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. yeah. And maybe, maybe there's also, I was kind of like when I go to get massages and they, yes. I'm, I'm small and petite. So they always want to give me like a light massage. And I'm like, no, 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 hard. Like give it to me. Cause I can take it. And maybe it's that, that, and cause most people want the, the kind of light massage. <laughs> it's that's a weird well analogy, might, but does right? it make no, sense? That's a good point. <laughs> and sometimes intuitively we know that. I know that someone has come. It'll show it before they say they just want to know their mom's there. So I just say your mom is here and she loves you in the exact terms that mm. they wanted it to be, if that right. makes sense. And I've had to discern too, is that me being psychic about their thoughts or is their mm. mom really here? Oh, that's so, so interesting. There's a fact their mom brings in. So, right. you know, mom, dad, or lover or brother, or sister is here. And I think Teresa does a really beautiful job and a fearless job about this because you're managing a lot. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. And can you just tell us a little bit about how, like, is there a way that we can know that our loved ones are with us? Oh, so well said. Well, did you notice there's not been wins since mm, there's been no win. So, I would say, and and, and I, for those that are tuning in or didn't hear that about my grandmother earlier, I didn't say grandma come in as the wind, which you might be able to direct. She passed away and a half hour later of that, I remember walking and I was thinking of her and she literally said, I'm going to come in as a breeze and then what? and wind. Oh. And then every time, almost every time I think of her, even in the car, it, the it, wind comes. So I would say for people... What was your language with a loved one or meditate and ask or pray and ask or get signs. And we say, get the sign a couple times. So, you know, oh, it's not a racing car. Maybe it will. But if it's a racing car, there's a probably guarantee that that partner loved a racing car or it's a double honk. You'll, you'll yes. laugh out loud. Yes. Remember the energy and universe is big and we're a part of it. So it will show you it. It will be clear. It'll be a butterfly, a blue butterfly, six times, five times. You'll know, and none of it is mean or rude. That's just not it. Mm, I like yeah. that too. That's that's good. Yeah. I mean, it's just paying attention Slow. to the signs that you see yes. um, around you. Terrific. That you cannot deny. They're hilarious. Yeah, you, you <laughs> yeah. also write about signs and synchronicity, and that's kind of what you're you're touching on. I don't know if there's a little bit more you want to add on uh, about those. Oh, issues. so well said. Yeah. You don't. I'll, I'll just add. You don't have to be kind or nice or good for any of this to happen. This is your birthright. And it's more about those signs coming in. And this might be an old Catholic or God adage, but it really is like, 
you know, that old adage about we ask God or we ask energy to help us. And God said, I dropped the helicopter to you. I gave right, you the car, right. I gave you the boat. <laughs> you got to get in. Right. So just leaning in a little or stepping forward into it, no matter if you have been a really unkind person for the past month or not, or sleep deprived or on medications that don't serve you, it's okay. You're still intuitive. You can still, you're still loved. And this is one of the biggest things I've happened in our culture. I think because of attachment early on by the imbalance of male and female, women didn't have the power often to breastfeed for years or a bit of time, or they were more worried about our body or outer things that we have a lot of adults of all genders that are, do not have proper attachment bond from young ages, ages zero to about three or 18 months to three years old. So that's where a lot of your fear and insecurities come from. So can you go back and clear those and know you're worthy of great love signs, synchronicities just by your birthday It's a part of who you are and your brain and body. But you know, our culture doesn't want to give power to all the people. They want it to be more dictatorish and just, you know, you can listen to your leaders when you need, yeah. but also trust yourself and become a leader right. yourself. You know, I <laughs> yeah. find that as a new mom, too with like pediatricians <laughs> and this is well said. <laughs> I've, I'm learning that the hard way as we're kind of on like our, our third pediatrician which is that we are kind of taught like listen to the doctor and not to mommy and yep. I, I definitely think there's a place for that but at the same time I think moms need to know like you know you know your kid and you, you know, know you know what's going on and you need to be listened to that needs to be respected could not agree more, which is yeah. once again why our systems are little. We yep. often say patriarch is about mind and body and outer. And, you know, it's not just about that. It's really about the inner and, the, you know, understanding that we know some things. And if we don't, yeah, maybe ask a doctor or two, but then really sit for a minute and say, what do I know to be true? Even tired, it will come. Mm. And your baby will show you too. Your baby's so intuitive. Absolutely. And I think we actually take it away then add it in. Yeah. That's exactly. You are clearly... A, a gift to us. I mean, your knowledge, what you've learned, you are teaching all of us so much. And I, we're, I'm so grateful to speak on behalf, I'm sure of the listeners who are going to hear this episode, that, you know, it's just it's just wonderful. Thank you. Like such a resource for kind of us like old fashioned, old schooly types, yes. you know, like, like here, oh, we can bring it into the modern age, let's you know? Modern it. Yeah. <laughs> let's modern it. I love that. Well said. Oh, it's a as a oh. gift as well. Thank you. Of and course. thanks everyone. Be well. Thanks for your time. And just tell <laughs> me what's next. Are you writing another book? Yep. We're finishing yes. a book. I'm finishing a book on the nervous system. I think Terrific. you'll love it. It's called The Well to help bridge. Yeah. Wonderful. Jill, Good. thank you thank so you. much for your time. Thank you. Pleasure, Dolores. All right. I want to thank you for listening to Bella Figura, the tradition of living beautifully. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jill Willard as much as I clearly enjoyed having it with her. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe so that you will not miss an episode and please share it with your friends and share it on social because of course that helps to spread the word and grow our community. You can find me on Instagram at Dolores underscore Alfieri underscore Taranto. And you can visit bellafigurapodcast.com to learn more about the show and me, your host. Please DM me on Instagram or email me at dolores at bellafigurapodcast.com with your thoughts and also any show ideas that you'd like me to pursue. I genuinely want to hear from you and I want to hear any of your suggestions and comments. Thanks for sharing this hour with me and please be safe. Take care of yourself. Lots of love.